Welcome to the Chasing Ebenezer Show. This is a show where we talk about stuff, play you some music, and encourage you to be creative. This season, we are exploring the art of being human. We want to say thank you to our patrons who support us each month. If you want to know more about that, visit us on patreon.com backslash Chasing Ebenezer. For more information about our musical endeavors, visit ChasingEbenezer.com. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Chasing Ebenezer show. I'm Heidi Spills a lot, and this is Benjamin Steady. Doesn't spill as Benjamin much. Steady Sadler. <laughs> Steady. So thanks for joining us again, and thank you to all of our yes. patrons who help make this show possible, and we are really slowly making plans for... I mean, slow. I know. A lot of it's in our heads, the brainstorming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for our next full album, so thank you, and patrons can, um, you can be one for just a dollar a month, so there you go. Exactly. And you get, you get, you get stuff. stuff from us. Yeah. You get stuff. So join us now, and thank you to everyone who makes the show happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, and let's see. I am excited about... I'm honestly excited about uh, playing in Eugene this weekend. We have a full band, and we haven't been able to play as much together lately. And so this is our first full band gig in a while. And it's our second gig with our electric guitarist, William McCracken, who... Who is just, I can't even describe, he is the Mozart of electric guitar. I think that would be the best way to describe it. So we're really <laughs> excited to have him play with us. So I am extremely excited to be in Eugene on Saturday. Um. Well, I have so many things I'm excited for. One of them is my new Richard Simmons doll. And this is from my sister. And I love that there's certain things only your sister would know how meaningful they were were to you. So my sister and I and my mom, we were big time sweating to the oldies gals back in, I guess it would probably been like the early 90s. And, you know, one one time I, we even dressed up, my sister had even dressed up like in the same outfit as like one of the like the workout people. So... Richard, thank you for bringing joy to the world. So I realize that Richard Simmons is kind of like the more animated and obviously more energetic. He's like the Bob Ross, Mr. Rogers of the exercise. Oh, yeah. There so, you go. There you go. So Richard. there you go. Cheers to you. Yes. And I'm excited. Um, I think it'll have aired before uh, uh, we... Before the show, but you can I probably go to my Instagram, I think, and watch it again. But I'm doing a uh, just a really simple dot art live stream uh, tutorial for uh, you can make someone non uh, dying flowers for Valentine's Day. You don't have to water them. <laughs> if you them, kill these flowers, then they don't need wow. sunlight. So um, yeah, check out my Instagram, Heidi Beth Sadler <laughs> uh, is the handle, and make stuff. Yes. It's good. Okay, I'm done That's with good. my excited. Yeah, those For now, some, I mean... Well, and honestly, our cat is also excited about Richard Simmons because he manages he? to use oh. Richard Simmons' bottom as a pillow when he sleeps. 
So he's not only there to encourage you to exercise, he's also there if you want to take a nap. Both. Both. <laughs> oh, man. How did I feel my humanity this week? So many ways. Um, I guess the best way I can describe it is that I felt my humanity because I really began to feel anger this week uh, over a variety of different things. Could it be your wife made you angry? Yes. <laughs> yes. But that's okay. Um, and but what it, what it realizes is that like there's so much anger under the surface that I still have yet to deal with. And so um, cheers to learning to work on yourself. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be some stuff I'm going to be working on over uh, the next month or so. On, uh, on anger, on learning to deal getting with, ang- get, getting angry, dealing with the things I'm, I'm angry about I that I try does. to pretend. Cause that's the thing. Anger gets worse when you pretend you're not mad. <laughs> and that's something that I like developed a skill of doing. And then I realized I wasn't as skilled at hiding how mad I was. Um, so yeah. No, yeah. I, I wish it was a better humanity thing I felt, but that was the big one for me this week. That's a good thing to be aware of, though. Yeah, I think that so. you're an anger leecher as opposed to exploder. <laughs> <laughs> I always say there's like the uh, there's the Hawaiian volcanoes that like explode all the time and build new islands. And then there's like Mount St. Helens that it doesn't blow up until it blows up and destroys everything <laughs> around it. So we'll see which one I you're am. You got this. Yeah. What about you? Well... Since I have been one of the people to help make you angry in your life, you gave me opportunities. I give you opportunities. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, I have definitely had a past week very difficult PTSD symptom week, mm. and so frustrating. It's so anyway, but I'm sorry. I'm just hearing something in the background oh, that our chat is doing. It, he it, probably knows up. that we're talking about animals this weekend and wants to make sure he's noticed. So I'm gonna try to ignore him. Um. But one of the things that I've noticed that I do is that when I'm really anxious, um, a lot of us look for things that bring comfort. And some of them can be healthy and some of them are not healthy. Uh, But I have been watching Columbo, old Columbo episodes a lot. And that's one of the things in childhood that I loved was Columbo. And so... Um, Columbo's good stuff. I love Columbo so much. If you've never seen it, uh, it's uh, it's one of the I think it's one of the best retro shows. It started in the '60s, and then you know. So anyway, it's on Peacock right now, I believe, and you can watch it. So I just I love it because the premise of the show is you know it's not a mystery or you have to wonder who did it. It's we always know at the beginning right. who the criminal is. And like how Columbo is going to uh, figure it out, and he's so he's so annoying in his approach, but it's it's just so good. So anyway, it um, is good. So yeah, I'm just been re- uh, reverting to like those childhood TV shows that I enjoyed as a kid. So there might be some murder she wrote once uh, once Columbo episodes are done. <laughs> I Gosh. love Angela Lansbury. <laughs> My grandparents, I think, loved Murder, She Wrote. Oh. Yeah. So anyway. Well, today, as we continue talking about the art of being human, we get to talk about a subject that is near and dear to our hearts. As you already probably know, we get to talk about animals. 
So, you know, this isn't the art of being an animal. Maybe that'll be next season. This is the art of being human. Why do you think talking about animals is connected to understanding our humanity? I'm going to tell you. Well... (laughs) I can't That's wait. Well, yeah, I no, I'm wait. I'm full of answers. Well, uh, one of them is that wherever people are, there are animals. We might not be aware of it, but you're being I, watched. No I mean, there's what. ants. I've I've just we've just started getting ants again at my house. Um, there's birds everywhere. I mean, there's fish in the sea, even in the the coldest places. There's polar bears, and everywhere on our planet are animals, and. From the story of creation from the beginning, animals were made first, even mm-hmm. before humans. Adam and Eve were were to be the zookeepers of Eden. And even uh, when the flood happens, Noah and the ark, I mean, there's what, like six well, or eight people, but and it's all animals. animals. <laughs> so they have been part of our, our history. They've been around before even humans and mm-hmm. So I think that is really important. Many of us grow up uh, with pets, farms. I mean, animals are just part of our 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 world, and you can't really go anywhere without right. Uh, and you said, are there animals in space? Well, I don't know. Animals in space? Would you let us know if you're there? <laughs> and if you think there are. Please say something. Yeah, let us know. Get us a message. I'm very open to that possibility. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and and I I guess it's like the fact that we were created to be, our our relationship with animals says something about our humanity. Well, yeah, it it does. Sometimes it's a good relationship and sometimes it's a really bad one. And sometimes it's just complicated. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So let's talk about um, well, a couple, maybe some animal memories, maybe that we have. Oh man! Okay, so I'll go first. We, my mom, raised me. We pretend we 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 pretended to speak for our animals. I did not know that animals and, actually and apparently until I met you. Apparently, <laughs> that is not something everybody else does. So when you're a poor outsider that comes into the Sadler household and all of a sudden we're saying things for our dog, including cuss words, uh, it, it kind of threw her off a little bit. But no. When it, when it, and now it, I've and now caught we the do disease it. and it's, it's uh, I hope you're not around. I'm sorry if I Thanks, forget Mom. that you were around when I'm talking to and for my animals, my pets. One of my, uh, one, one of my favorite animal memories was I got a hamster when I was really little. We named him Hermie and he was really cute. He was in, he was in his own little, little cage and he wouldn't really come out that much. So we needed to get him a friend. So what we got, what we thought was a male hamster. Oh yeah. Right. And I think we named the hamster Zippy. Well, there you go. (laughs) Well, as my mom has shared this many times, well, Hermie perked right up. Okay, then. And was happy. And it's like, okay, <laughs> problem solved. Until a few weeks later, <laughs> all of a sudden, there were a lot more hamsters in that cage. <laughs> and apparently it just happened. So we... It just happened. I, 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 and so we, they, 
my parents took the hamster, took Zippy and the babies back to the store, <laughs> and poor Hermie was by himself. Poor Hermie. And tragically died alone. Oh, and that really, no. Now that oh, I no, say that, 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 that really breaks story. my heart. But <laughs> oh. everything up until that point was fun. Oh, that makes me really sad <laughs> I'm now. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Oh, I know. That is the, that is the hard part, the, the death of our, of oh, our animals. Oh, um, well, we're going to leave that one mostly alone today, I think. Oh, we don't want. Yeah, we don't need mm-hmm. to. Let's just not. Um, well, one of the funny our funny stories uh, about our cat Mowgli is um, years ago when my brother in law, Aaron, he was spending the night at our house and he said that in the middle of the night, he had this sense that he, that was, he was being, being watched. watched. And something was staring, uh, staring at, him. at him the presence, and so he got you know Mowgli was there on the staircase just watching, just giving him, him the eye. Slept. So, uh, and I think that's another reason too. Like, you know, we l- watch animals, but you know they're watching oh, us. Oh, they too. watch us. So, um, you know, we raised rabbits when I was a kid, so um, we did that, and alas, we bought Princess Rosie. And Princess Rosie turned out to be Prince Thumper Rupert. So, you know, I think this is a common uh, thing that our our animals just change genders all on their own. So, (laughs) so, um, I can't... Yeah, those are some of the best ones. Um, I know we've talked before about... Uh, the first time, or I guess it's the only time we went snorkeling. Oh, man. And so that's not pets. That's wild. Yeah. And that is a whole other experience. That is like a terrifying, like, holy experience. And so um, not the same as pets. Yeah, I want to jump off that a little bit because, you know, we think about domestic animals. We think about going to the zoo, right? I what is the, the difference zoo, yeah. between seeing... In your, how do you feel the differences between seeing an animal that you would see in the zoo versus seeing it in the wild? Oh, terrifying. Okay. I'm, I'm not afraid that the lion at the zoo is going to eat me. Yeah, that's true. There's no way because it just, yeah. Um, it makes me a little bit, I, I, I do admit I have a love-hate relationship with zoos, though. Same. I struggle, and yet I know that in general most um, animals at zoos are cared for yeah and they're generally rescued but it's hard to see a wild animal not able to be in its full element so it's like i'm grateful that i'm not going to be you know mauled but but um yeah it's when we can't see them in their their element yeah it's not the same well it feels like very often like when an animal is around humans or in a controlled human environment that we make its personality tends to change. Whereas when you see it in the wild, you see it as it truly is how it was intended to be. I remember um, this past year, we had a little coyote that would oh, be, yeah. and I cannot tell you how many mornings I would get up and I'd walk outside and I'd just look to the left and there he was just standing, staring at me. And there was just something, there was something holy about it. Honestly, it, it, it we made eye contact paused and I knew if I moved a little bit he'd be gone and then my next thing was are our neighborhood cats still alive <laughs> right right and I checked and they were it good. is an odd thing like when you see wild animals in a city environment the juxtaposition is very strange so mm-hmm. um yeah 
Yeah. Well, and I, and I think about the zoo. Animals are there for our amusement and education. Yeah, and I think generally, which is good. I'm not. I'm not bashing. No, no, no. no. My understanding is too is that yeah. they're often there because they have been injured or they're they're rescued. So. Sure, but the role that that they serve for the public, there's almost like a they're they're almost like the entertainment in some <laughs> ways, which is not wrong. I, yeah, I, I thank you. I didn't want to say anything bad about zoos. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a it's a mix. It's a. But when when you encounter an animal in the wild, they're not there for you. No, 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 no. In fact, they may think that well, you're there they, for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it's definitely different. Definitely different. I mean, yeah, it's it's cool, though. Um, so what was an animal that you've grown to love as an adult that maybe you didn't think too much about as a child? Um, cats, definitely. It mm. just wasn't around cats that much. So um, I love cats. But, um, you know, the honey badger tends to evoke... So you many, know, so many, so many emotions. So, many. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, uh, I know you love koalas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love koalas. Never stop loving koalas. Honestly, I, I can't think of an animal. Well, the closest one I can think of that I've grown to like more now. I didn't mind birds oh. growing up, mm-hmm. but I was afraid of getting pecked. But now when I see birds, it is like. Oh, it, it, it just warms my heart. And I love to just sit and watch them, listen to them communicate. And if you sit still enough in the woods for a long time, you begin to see a whole lot more of them, which is super cool. When I was a kid, I tried to like set up a bird trap. <laughs> a bird trap, not a bird feeder, a bird trap. <laughs> like with a box. Uh, I'm sure uh, they appreciated that. Well, I think that there was no chance that, you know, that was ever going to catch a bird. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> what animal terrifies you? I have a really hard time at aquariums. Yes, you do. I get really scared, and I cannot stand very close to the glass. I just freak out. <laughs> we went to the Monterey. Was the aqu- was it Monterey? Oh yeah, I had a total. Oh man. Yeah. Those sharks and... They're scary. They're They're very scary. Oh, no. They're not just scary. They are terrifying. (laughs) They are so scary to me. Yeah, they are. And you are like... I am in... Let me get as close as I can. I I was in tears of awe at the Monterey Aquarium. Like, (laughs) they had a jellyfish exhibit... And I they was, were beautiful. I was I'll just, say blown, that. oh man, I, like, I get emotional just thinking about it right now. It's so beautiful and wonderful. I would have to say spiders <laughs> terrify me. Snakes do too. Snakes. Snakes do too. Oh, snakes, yeah. But there's a difference between like, I don't want to be in the same room with this thing versus I'm aware that this thing deserves my respect and I'm going to be very careful. And so I think snakes tend to with me, I would, I kudos to anyone who owns a snake. That's great for you. I would not feel comfortable owning a <laughs> snake because yeah. So there's, there's like a, there's like awareness versus like spiders are tiny. So they kind of hide and stuff and the tiny, like the ones that are really poisonous are also really small. So, you know, if I've been out in the woods or something like that, I always check my shoe. <laughs> um, 
if I see tarantulas, like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I have a cringe reaction with that. But I love sharks. I love sharks. I would have a different emotion if I was in the water and a shark was swimming around me. Eh, there you go. <laughs> if they can smell fear, they would smell more than fear. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so animals both like, they, they, they awaken like endearment in us. They awaken wonder in us and they awaken fear. So how can animals and our relationship with them help with our creativity? Um, one of the things I do with a lot of my violin students who are like, they know the sheet music, but they're trying to figure out how do I improv and how do I make it my own? And so I will often uh, ask, you know, how, how would you play this, make it sound like a bird or mm. like what animal, um, you know, would this sound like? It, Cause it just, and so trying to imitate what you think the sound of an animal would be definitely kind of, it, it just said, you can play the same thing a zillion different ways. Mm. And so I often use that, um, for prompts. Um, I'll often put on nature stuff just to be calming. And, um, and so that's, that's one thing. I mean, I like to paint a lot of birds. Yeah. Not a lot of birds, but. Now that's good. So, that, so basically animals can also serve as a calming thing for you when you're experiencing anxiety can bring things down. Um, one of the things I found about animals is that kind of like what my mom taught me to do with like making them talk, I can always kind of wonder what they're thinking and project ideas, mm-hmm. you know, like punk, our cat Punky sitting over there just staring at the wall like she does, you know, to wonder, I wonder what she's thinking and to actually have that be something that kind of guides me into that. And, yeah. you know, it kind of makes me wonder what, why do I think that they're thinking that? Well, you know, and the thing about animals um, is in the same way that you can you can teach things in comedy that are harder to tell. If an animal says it, it can often be received better. Yes, that's so true. Um, so so true. I think that's why a lot of cartoons can kind of, you can teach messages in them that uh, maybe as an adult we, we can't. And so I wrote, I'll have to... Um, I'll have to look it up. It's been a while since I wrote a little short story about a bunch of raccoons. So I'll have to, I'll have to like find it. Uh, it's been a long time, but, uh, I mean, I think there's a reason why a lot of parables, Aesop's fables, Mm -hmm. um, animal farm. I mean, sometimes it can, it's okay. Here's the sad thing in a movie. I, you and I both actually tend to cry more when the animals die, when the people die. I'm like, what does that say about us? I'm not sure what that says about us. Um, but a lot of times, yeah, parables use animals. And so it, we can, yeah, it just, it softens the blow, but yet it can also like, it can hurt so much worse. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. So, yeah, no, I was going to say the same thing. It's like, I kill a thousand people in a movie. I'm good. <laughs> if the dog dies, yeah. I, I, I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. Yeah. And I, yeah, but I think animals are a safe ground for us to experience our emotions too. Because I, I am so vulnerable with my cats. I talk... <laughs> I don't always talk tenderly to them, but oh my gosh, if there was a video put on me having a conversation with Mowgli, I think they would probably 
up medication for me, <laughs> but it, 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 they can, they feel that they, they are a safe place. That's why there's like such an uptick in emotional support animals and, you know, therapy dogs and all of that stuff. So I think animals tend to draw out the best or the worst in us. So that's, that's kind of how I think it can help with creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that, too, they're just the textures when you're talking about, especially visual art, just the, the variety in the textures of animals, whether it's fur or scales or feathers. There's so many. Oh, hi, Punky. Punky's just joined us. Speaking of fur, um, it just adds so much opportunity, especially for for, for tactile art. Mm-hmm. For um, And obviously we know that so much fashion takes its influence from those palettes and, and textures. So, okay, now Punky's done. She just wanted to make sure that <laughs> you all knew she was here. So yeah. there's just so many different ways that art and, and animals just get kind of merged together. So It's true. So what we're going to do now is we're going to give you a few prompts to maybe how you can begin to incorporate animals into your life and into your creativity. All right, so a real basic way to like get started with incorporating animals into your creativity is go see animals. And we tell you, go to your local zoo, go to an aquarium. A farm, go to our local farm. farm. I took my niece and nephew to an alpaca farm a while back and it was... It was like magic. It was I like really want to go. World. I haven't gone yet. You haven't gone yet. So I am turning maybe, 41 in about a month, so maybe we can do that on my birthday. Maybe that we could be can. Fun. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, some there's even some cities like Portland have like cat cafes or dog places. So yeah. There's a lot of places to take your dog, a lot of restaurants, which is super cool. Uh, go to a pet shop. Um, go out in the woods. Our friend Robert... Always says that if you sit out in the woods long enough, you will see amazing things. You'll see where animals build homes. You'll see all kinds of things show up the quieter you are. So go out and do that. And as you're out doing that, whether it's in the zoo, pet shop, wherever you go, pay attention to the animals that really draw you, that make you feel something. Whether it is it makes you feel like makes you make baby noises towards it. That's an option. Uh, I thought you what was I going to say? <laughs> I'm you- glad you added noises at the end. <laughs> because I was like, wait a minute. I don't think this no, no, is no, that no, kind no. of a show. No, no, it's not. Okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. We're not going to put parental advisory on our on, on our uh, podcast. <sighs> that draws out compassion in you. That makes you want to cuddle it. Uh, Richard's going to turn around now. (laughs) (laughs) Pay attention to the animals that repulse you and make you draw away. And just journal about that experience. That would be one prompt. Another one would be, and you can even just do this as an exercise for yourself. Because let's be honest, animals are pretty darn trustworthy. They keep good secrets. If you don't want something to slip, tell an animal. Because they don't have a Facebook account, okay? What secret would you tell an animal? And maybe tell that I'm secret. Not, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. I don't, I'm not going to ask you that. <laughs> and maybe tell that animal and kind of like, how did you feel being that vulnerable and being that open? Well, I was going to say, 
um, journaling, maybe put yourself in the place of the animal and what the animal would say to you, what the animal would want you to know, Mm. or uh, what the animal's thoughts are. Um, Maybe just uh, write about what was your experience in your family about animals, what was their disposition uh, towards them, and has has yours changed or not? Yeah. Um, It's interesting because... um, in some circles, it can almost be viewed as a weakness mm-hmm. that if you love animals. I mean, I don't, I'm not a perfect vegan. I, you know, if you, if you cook me a steak and I go to your house, I will definitely eat it. But for the so most. So I. Well, Ben, obviously. <laughs> you are a contract killer. I'm a contract killer. <laughs> when it comes to animals, yes. You don't kill your own, but you'll just eat other people. But in general, I don't, I don't eat many animal products and, um, you know, there can be mixed feelings about that. So it's it's good to just, like, assess, you know, what your feelings are, the people you know, and to, like, in case there's any shame about that. Um, some people just feel more comfortable around animals mm-hmm. than people. And so um, we're all different. <laughs> so um, it's just good to get some of that stuff out. Um, there's, you know, if you don't have a ton of time, you know, watch a movie or a cartoon, something with animals, sing. I just saw Sing 2 with Mariah, mm-hmm. my niece, and loved it. You haven't seen it yet, but, uh, so many movies. Um, I know All Creatures Great and Small, uh, James Harriet, yeah. uh, you know, that's, he's, you know, famous for his veterinary, uh, work and movies and books, uh, all that stuff are a uh, good option. Um, another cool thing would be is if you got some feathers or some fabric that's made with animal prints, you could make some kind of a textile collage, Mm. um, even like little miniatures of animals, you can uh, get them and make a little scene. Yep. Why not? I've got a little scene in my office, which we'll you show sure you. Sure, it, it's actually uh, it's yeah, it's pretty neat. It's pretty it's cool. Pretty He's got his collection of animal statues, his yeah. building. So I love it. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah I got sure. one at a white elephant gift, and those gifts are supposed to be crap. You got a good elephant. I got a at the good elephant. elephant party. Yeah. Yes, I did. So. Um, yeah, all good stuff. So the song that we're gonna do is uh, a song called One Step. Nothing about animals. Nothing about right? animals at all. But I realize I don't really think we've done this one that much on this show. And I like Heidi's violin. You oh, all like you. Heidi's violin in it. Um, so it's, Okay, here's what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do as okay. we play it. Because it is a Celtic, it's a Celtic song, I think-ish. I mean, the, it's got like that. You're going to call it a sea shanty. I always, it's not. <sighs> There's a running joke in our band now that like every song Heidi says, oh, it's a sea shanty. Oh, it's a sea shanty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I just always, think you like to say sea shanty. Well, it right. Okay, the reason. Okay, and maybe. Okay, maybe I. I probably maybe say it wrong. If I imagine being on a pirate ship, I call it a sea shanty. So anyway, the song to me has like this sea flow to it. It does. You're right. And so what I'm gonna do is I'll do what I do my students. I'm going to. Um, imagine I am whatever animal is doing this. Maybe like a maybe like a dolphin or a whale. For those of you who are only listening, yes, she's making wave I'm making motions wave with, motions with my hands. So I'm gonna like and in, try to like infuse some of that. That'd be fun. And 
If it sounds stupid, oh well. It's our show. We can do what we want. <laughs> you guys already know that, you know, you know, you win some, you lose some. So I'll see what I can do. Very cool. Well, hey, we love you and uh, we love animals and we want you to love animals too. So have fun creating this week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. in the name